Welcome to Definitely Maybe Agile, the podcast where Peter Madison and David Shurrock discuss the complexities of adopting new ways of working at scale. Hi, Dave. Uh, so we're here again, and uh, I, we were just chatting uh, before we started about um, this wonderful HBR article that uh, you sent my way uh, just now. And uh, I, so tell me, tell me how you really, really feel about this article. <laughs> Good morning, Pisa. So, yeah, it was an interesting one that's just been uh, in discussion on a number of different forums that I kind of loiter on and, and read uh, with interest. So a, a number of people in the community are looking at a Harvard Business Review article that tries to talk about stand-up meetings and the impact that they have on innovation. And the the main premise is that Agile is associated with with bringing innovation back or, or accelerating innovation within development teams that are using Agile. And the study uh, talked about a Google hackathon in which the, the team found that stand-up meetings crimped the style of the team when they're looking at an innovation. Their products for the teams that had stand-ups were voted as, as less sort of novel and therefore less innovative than uh, other teams in that hackathon. Um, so where do I start? I start from the view that agile and innovation uh, is should not be put together in the same sentence in the way that the article is trying to talk about. I think innovation is much, much more complex than a simple methodology. If we could get our teams to innovate by walking in and introducing a new methodology, we'd be in a totally different place. I think the way this started is, I'm just thinking that uh, even in an agile process, there are places for innovation and there are places where you're not going to be innovating. And the stand-up is not where we innovate. The stand-up is where we coordinate. Stand-up is where we figure out who's going to do what next, not open up discussion for new ideas or broaden our horizons by thinking about new things that we might be investigating. There are other places within the agile process for us to uh, have those broader, open-based discussions. Now, you've seen the article, so what do you think of it? What's your take? Well, yeah, and, uh, and you sent it to me right before this recording, so I haven't got all the way through it, but uh, I, I, it didn't take me very long to get some sentences there that or pull out some sentences there that made me think, huh? Uh, this one in particular kind of uh, confused the crap out of me. Uh, there seems to be an assumption that agile is a cure-all for innovation. I'm like, really? I, I, I don't know that I've ever heard that assumption before, that agile is a cure-all for innovation, um, then, which seems to align, I think, to what you were just saying around the, the kind of premise in this article that these two things line up. Um, so what, what do you think about that? Well, I... Uh, Innovation is is too broad. We've got to start categorizing innovation a little bit more. So one of the distinctions that I'll often discuss with the clients, with the teams that I'm working with, is the difference between process innovation and product innovation. And broadly speaking, process innovation is typically how can we do what we're doing a little bit better or in a different way to get a better outcome. I think Agile Scrum, Kanban, whatever flavor you want to look or the mixture that you might have there, I think the Agile methodology is excellent at process innovation. It doesn't happen at the stand-up, but the process innovation, that minor tweaks and adjustments to how we get work done in order to 
adjust to the context of that particular team, the particular problem they're solving, I think is is brilliant. It's second to none. Um, it certainly beats traditional project management and lessons learned approaches. Those those tend to be too too much too late rather than too little too late. They're they're way after a project has been delivered. Very few ideas get pulled into the next project because the team's dispersed and there's very little way of carrying things over. As I look at an agile methodology through things like the retrospective, those ideas are, are contextually relevant and immediately brought into the team. So if you talk about process innovation, I think agile really stands on its own. It's a very, very strong uh, mechanism for encouraging process innovation. Now, before I move on, would you agree with that? Do you have a different perspective? Uh, no, I, I agree with that. And agile in all of its different forms and the different ways in which we can adopt those practices and build agility within the teams and taking a team-based approach in itself is like a though those all build up together and help us change the ways in which we approach knowledge work. Um, I, I completely agree. Uh, the it is interesting, um, and when we build that distinction between process innovation and product innovation, and and the the article in particular's whole stance on uh, agile is for innovation um, is a little uh, it, it doesn't quite line up with this uh, idea, but it might be that he's thinking of it. Uh, you don't build innovation, innovative agile doesn't help you build more innovative products, but. If that's the case, where do you think that uh, product innovation should happen? Well, I, I think this is the, the distinction and why I you suggest that, that uh, agile teams are excellent at process innovation is because agile teams in many cases, they're, they're the classic um, ready, go, uh, sorry, let me repeat that. They're the classic ready, fire, aim problem. As in, you talk to an agile team, and before you've got to the end of the sentence, they're already trying to figure out how to go and solve that particular problem, which in a, in a product delivery setting where the product owner comes in, they know what needs to be done is not necessarily a bad thing. The challenge with product innovation is we need more time at that product initiation side. And that doesn't happen in the agile process. The agile process is designed to get some stuff done. And so you come in with that stuff already. Now, there can be a little bit of thought and innovation discussion around solutioning and things like this. But when you look at product innovation, the novel in product innovation, that's a product ideation problem. And the challenge is that agile says the product owner is going to take care of it without really going into how the product owner can take care of it. So this is where you start seeing things like design sprints or um, you, you, you like just design thinking. There are lots of methodologies out there. And yeah. yeah, service design and yeah, this kind of space. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And the reality is that product innovation sits probably more in that product ideation phase, which is either with the product owner or even before that with some sort of, maybe it's an innovation lab, maybe it's, some sort of investigative ex customer experience group that's really trying to understand where the opportunities lie before we commercialize it and we get something out of the door. 
Yeah, and and there's a whole ton of body of work on uh, on service design and how that works. And uh, I, I was actually doing some research on this this week in response to a proposal we're putting together, and it's uh, it is very interesting. And design thinking fits in underneath that as a, as an example. And this uh, this that process is very much the go gather a ton of information, find out about what your customers might want, look at. A, Put, bring all of this information together, learn about what that is, then uh, go away and start to, now that I've got all that information, let's uh, start to come up with every crazy idea that information might tell us. And we brainstorm through what we might possibly want to do. Um, and then we say, okay, which of these ideas seem like they might have some kind of legs? What experiments can we run to see how those might work? And we can then move on from there and, do, and we can do things like uh, cost bound it. And uh, this, this idea that you say, okay, uh, I'm going to go run a set of experiments. You've got $100. Go see if you can make this happen. Uh, like, go see if you can prove this idea that you have. Um, and, but the, which is, this is the kind of prototyping and these kind of ideas in some form. And there's many different variants on all of this and all sorts of different ways you can, like, put it together depending on exactly what sort of space you're working in. But that general process isn't, part of the the what agile is doing it's something that happens typically before or separately or uh, gets interrelated and this this inter but there is an interrelationship between uh, design and uh, product innovation and process innovation so and it's and that's it's actually where a lot of organizations run into problems with trying to connect these two different pieces um, especially if they end up running them completely separately, and um, which can also cause other types of problems. If uh, if you're trying to innovate um, without involving the teams that are going to have to execute, for example. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that leads us to. There's a great book by I think it's Safi uh, Bakal called Loon Shots, which talks about the difference between the artists and the engineers, and the artists where that innovation happens there has to be this conduit that brings in the engineers. There needs to be a peer-to-peer -peer relationship there and, a, and some sort of a mechanism or a bridge between the two so that you can take those ideas and actually commercialize and produce them in a, in a meaningful way. Now, I, what I really appreciate on the agile side is I think uh, if I was doing product initiation, product ideation with a group, I would probably do that alongside an agile team because in many cases... The ideas shouldn't stay as sticky notes or virtual sticky notes in some sort of collaboration board, but you need to build out a prototype and get that in front of some, some potential prospects, customers, whatever it might be, just so that they can use it and try it. And I want a, an agile team that can take an idea and quickly turn it around and deliver something that's the right level of quality for us to go out and check it. So I think there's, there's already a bridge that can be built there. But the idea that once the agile delivery process is started, that we're product innovating is, I think, a foolish one. We're, we're going to look at the process overall as we want to make, modify things. And we may be having some good conversations about solutioning and so on. But the innovation, the sort of guts of the innovation is going to happen in a step, at least one phase before, one step before if not even more distant from the, the delivery aspect of things. So what if as uh, the innovation piece occurs, we come up and we picked our prototype and we say, this is the one that the customers want. And, and then we, we bring it with our team. We've collaborated and the team sets off and they go and they create the first uh, uh, MVP and they 
put it in front of the customers and the customers say, oh, that sucks. Like, <laughs> well, but I, I think that there, there there's an innovation loop in there or, or, or a feedback loop in there. And Agile is, so let me step away from Agile a little bit. That I think there's, there's aspects of innovation which are feedback driven. Right. So, so again, if you look at the design thinking methodology, there's the whole piece, this this whole learning cycle in there of let's go build a prototype, revisit that, follow up with our potential users using things like empathy interviews and various bits and pieces like that. But the whole purpose there is to get feedback and look for articulated needs, look for unarticulated needs, feed that back in and, and improve your product. So that iteration loop is an important piece of innovation. And so feedback mechanisms, well, Agile has this in spades. So, of course, some of those feedback mechanisms can be used to take, for example, a product that we build, we put in front of customers, we find out that it's failing to meet the needs or expectations of those customers. How do we take that and and um, re-imagine that in a way that that is more valuable to those customers. Well, that's something that you can see in the Agile process. Again, referring back to the article, it's not the conversation of the stand-up. It's a conversation of sprint reviews and retrospectives and other conversations in which we're going to open up discussion to a a broader uh, mix of ideas. The, The interesting thing on innovation is I think there are other pieces where innovation comes in. There are other ways of doing innovation. So... We do a lot of work with the, the idea of you can have expert-driven innovation where I put a bunch of experts in a room and we all brainstorm and think about what that might be. And design thinking can be that sort of expert ideation, expert mm-hmm. decision-making around innovation space. But there are other innovations that come out from sort of mass sensing of what's going on. So data diving mm-hmm. or looking at how people... Um, how people use the different tools at their disposal. There's a great picture of, I think it's uh, one of the California universities. It might be a, a Caltech or, or Stanford or something where there's a park with the different paths crossing that park, which emerged by basically not having any paths across the park and watching where the students cut through the park and then building the, the, the pathways from the, the basically the muddy tracks that, that ended up forming as a result of that. Well, that's more emergent. We're not having a conversation to come up with where the paths sit. We're observing what's going on and then coming back in and, and kind of formalizing the result that the, that group of students kind of emerged and, and defined for themselves. So there are there's innovation in a lot of different spaces and and I think feedback is an important mechanism for innovation, but definitely not the only one. Yeah, I, and I, I completely agree. It's uh, and it's obviously it's a huge part of uh, the work that I do in value stream mapping and DevOps and uh, helping organizations with strategy at uh, the enterprise level there. And it, because feedback loops are critical, it's we, it's how we we learn that uh, and building the and making sure those feedback loops are built into the the process and the practices and the way that we work is absolutely um, essential. So to to kind of wrap this up and uh, looking at this article that I've been kind of skimming through as we we go through this, uh, was there anything that you liked in this article? <laughs> Great question. So so 
Um, <laughs> let me sort of turn it a different way, right? I think the way teams work and challenges like innovation or even excellent product delivery or how teams can work together to become a high-performing team, I think there are many variables that feed into that. And where I struggled with the article is it, it constrained the problem to such a small, clear piece that I'm not sure the, the findings there are universally applicable or even particularly informative or valuable for us to take away and look at things. So when I'm looking at how do we help teams become high-performing teams or how do we help product groups innovate or whatever that might be, I'm not looking for information about one single operating piece, but I'm really looking much more holistically or much more in, in a systems approach to a, a package of different things, all of which work together to create the problem uh, or create a solution to the problem that we're trying to solve. So unfortunately, I, I think the article of the, you know, well-intentioned is cutting out so many different things and taking them out of context, whereby the conclusions aren't nearly as useful as uh, the authors may have hoped they would be. I, I think that sums it up beautifully. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll include the links to the article we're talking about in the uh, in the comments. So, uh, so with that, uh, I think that's it for today. Uh, so thank you very much, Dave. Really enjoyed the uh, conversation. It's always. always a pleasure, Peter. Look forward to the next one. Awesome. You've been listening to Definitely Maybe Agile, the podcast where your hosts, Peter Madison and David Sharrock, focus on the art and science of digital, agile, and DevOps at scale. 